All right, let's turn our Bibles tonight to the book of Genesis. We'll be in Genesis chapter number 22, Genesis chapter number 22, and uh, I had been planning on preaching a specific message for tonight that I've been trying to preach for some time, and uh, at the beginning of the week, uh, I had even uh, advertised through social media, advertised not the right word, but um, that I would be preaching that message tonight, but the Lord just hasn't given me peace about preaching that message and so he put this message on my heart. And so if you knew nothing about that, that means absolutely nothing to you. Uh, but this is the message the Lord's put on my heart um, this evening. Genesis chapter number 22. And we're going to read the first uh, 14 verses of Scripture tonight. And I want you to follow along. It's a familiar passage of Scripture. And uh, we're going to speak once again on faith. And uh, certainly, uh, I don't think we can preach too much on faith. I don't think we can focus too much on faith uh, because it is the way that we please God. Uh, it is the way uh, that we show Him that uh, we're living our life uh, to please Him. And certainly in these uncertain times, uh, we certainly need to put our focus uh, on the faith that we have in God. So Genesis chapter number 22, and let's begin reading in verse number 1. <laughs> and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clayed the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife, and they went both of them together. <coughs> and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a land for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. He said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him and a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mind of the Lord, it shall be seen. What a wonderful story for the Christian. Uh, certainly the symbolism in the picture here uh, is the picture of our Savior uh, being our sacrifice. And certainly on this day, and sh surely should be every day, we're thankful for the fact uh, that Jesus was a willing sacrifice for our sins. But I want to look a little deeper into the faith of Abraham tonight. We know this story. We know how, uh, how much faith it had to take for Abraham to get to the place where God says, I want you to take your only son, and I want you to sacrifice him uh, as an offering to me. 
and, and Abraham willing to do that. God interceded, provided that ram, that, 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 that offering, uh, a substitutionary offering, and what a picture that is. Uh, but I want you to look at verse number 1, and we'll start with that as our text this evening. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. I want you to notice that phrase, that God did tempt Abraham. Now, that does not mean God tempted him to sin. It's the devil that tempts us to sin. Uh, it's our flesh that looks to sin. But what God is doing here, God is going to test Abraham. We look at the situation we're in now as a church and as a country and as individual families and homes and Christians, and uh, certainly we look at this and say, well, this is just a trial we're going through. Uh, and you can certainly categorize it as that. But I wonder if this isn't a trial, but if this is a test. I wonder if this is more of a test than a trial. Uh, sometimes we combine the, the word trial and burden, and this is a burden I bear. This is a trial we endure, and certainly uh, those definitions can bounce one way or another. And uh, we say, well, we just have to endure this trial, and certainly there's some trying things about our circumstances. But I wonder if sometimes we look at those trials and we look at those burdens and we don't realize that God is tempting or testing us. And it's in those times of testing that we must have the faith that we should have to get through and pass those tests. And tonight I want to speak on this subject, faith in times of testing. Faith in times of testing. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray tonight, <laughs> as we look into the Scripture, I pray uh, that uh, the Holy Spirit would be our guide. And Father, now I'm asking the Holy Spirit to do what only the Holy Spirit is capable of doing. I'm asking Him to speak to the hearts of the people in this room. I'm asking Him to speak to my heart. And if that's not something in itself, I'm also asking the Spirit of God to uh, work in Every heart of every listener uh, who is listening to this, who's watching this at this time. And Father, this, I know the Holy Spirit is capable of, of convicting us where we need to be convicted. I know He's capable of uh, encouraging us where we need to be encouraged and building us where we need to be built. But Father, I pray as we look at this subject of faith once again, but uh, faith in the times of testing. Uh, may we be up to the task. May we keep our faith in you. Uh, so that the, you can use the tests in our life uh, to not just draw us closer to you, not just strengthen us, uh, but so that you might use us in a greater way. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, school, if some of you can think back to when you were in school, some of you are still in school, and uh, some of you are being reacquainted with school because your kids are home right now, uh, homeschooling, and you never desired for that to be the case. Uh, but in order for you to advance in school, uh, you have to pass tests to advance. I guess that would apply also in certain businesses and certain careers and certifications. In order to advance, uh, you have to uh, pass certain tests. I happen to catch out of the corner of my eye two pilots that we have in the room. And I'm thankful that the many times that I've flown, I'm thankful uh, that they don't just hand them wings without passing all the tests. At least I hope that's the case with, with these men. Uh, but it's true. You have to pass certain tests before you can move on. 
if it's true in school, what good does it do? And we see it some in our society. If I just, okay, I'm tired of dealing with this, so just, just move on. I'm just going to give you the grade and move on. I'm just going to give you the grade and move on. Then we have somebody who's not equipped for life. They're not equipped to function. They're not equipped to, to advance and achieve in their life. Certainly, and I use those illustrations in business and, and, and different skills that, that you would develop to, to use in a certain uh, line of work. There's certain certifications you have to pass. If, if you just gave them to everybody, uh, we would certainly be in a, a, a mess. We'd be in a tough situation. So if it's true in education, if it's true in, in, in lines of work and getting certain certifications and, and passing certain things so that you can advance not just in a career, but in an ability to do more in that area, why would it not be true in the most important area of our life? And that's in a spiritual area. We want God to use us in a great way. We want God to bless us in a great way. I think that would be your heart. I think that would be our heart tonight for God to give us greater blessings. But many times a church is not used in a greater way because they're not willing to pass the test that God places on them. A lot of times a, a nation could be used, and we say we want revival in our nation. Oh, I, I, I want revival in, in our nation, and I want God to, to, to spark, a, spark a revival in our nation. But the nation's got to decide whether or not we want to pass the test that is in front of us. I believe as Christians, sometimes we wonder, why don't, why don't I have more blessings on my life? Or why does it, why have an opportunity come my way? You may be enduring a test, or, or you may just be unwilling to pass a test in your life so that God would use you in a greater way. Our character tonight, Abraham. Uh, Abraham, the great promises that God had made to Abraham. You remember in the life of Abraham, God promised him to make him a father of a great nation, to make a father of his people. And yet, for all of those years, he was barren. All of those years, he didn't have a son. And, and then when it was past the time for them to have children, God did that miracle and gave them a child. He had to be faithful and pass one test before he was ready to pass another test. And if he was going to be the father of a great nation, if he was going to be that one that, that others would look to, then, then he certainly had to be willing to pass some tests to have the faith. To, to do what it is that he wants, what, what, what he, to do what he wanted, God wanted him to do. And I believe there are churches today, even in the situation we find ourselves in in our nation, they want God to use them in a greater way. I want God to use the Emmanuel Baptist Church in a greater way than he's already used it. If we disbanded tonight and we said that we're going to call it quits tonight, there would be decades worth of souls who've been wanting to Christ who'd be waiting in eternity. There'd be so many things, good things for God that would have been done. But it would be a tragedy just to rest on what has already been done. But I want the Emmanuel Baptist Church to do greater things. But before we could face the next test, we had to be willing to pass the previous test. And as long as we're willing to endure the testing that God places on us, as long as we're willing to, to, to do what it is that we're supposed to do in the middle of the testing, which is keep our faith in God, which is to keep our eyes on Him, then God can use us 
in a greater way. That's why, let me remind you all who are here tonight and those watching on live stream who are members of Emmanuel Baptist Church, God cannot use us in a greater way unless we are willing to pass the test. It is not about the talent you have. It's not about the money in your bank account. It's about your faith in God and your willingness to obey God, your willingness to endure the testing. I believe in our nation tonight. Our nation is at a pivotal moment in its existence. What happens from here going forward in the next weeks and months and years is going to determine the future and the existence of America as we know it. What we need is a spark of revival. What we need is are people willing to say, I'm going to pass the test. I'm going to let difficult situations. My friend, if, if in this situation where we have to have restrictions put on us and, and where we have to kind of do things a little bit differently, if we can't go through a little bit of extra effort to, to, to meet together, if we can't go through a little bit of extra effort to make sure that, that people know that God is still in his throne and that we he is still a God of love and you know people are still dying and going to hell during a quarantine time if we can't willing as a church in our nation endure this if we can't pass this test can we really pass the test can we really be used in a greater way in the future Christian listen to me tonight I know all of us are being affected some way in this situation. Maybe tonight what we're going through as a nation does, hasn't affected you that much. There's other things in your life that you're dealing with. In addition to what we're going through in our country. There are things in the future. Yes, there are burdens that we're all going to have to bear. There's Trials that we're going to have to endure. But there's a testing that God does in the life of every one of his children. Abraham's greatest joy was his son Isaac. The great fulfillment of the promise of God. Can you imagine, place yourself in Abraham's shoes for a moment. And the miracle that was Isaac. And every time Abraham saw Isaac, he saw God's promise fulfilled. And every time he saw Isaac, he saw God keeps his word. And even when man cannot do it, God can do it. And Abraham saw Isaac, he said, I'm so glad I kept my faith in God. I'm glad I trusted him. I'm glad I depended him. I'm glad I, I followed him by faith because here is Isaac. He is the fulfillment of the promise of God. And can you imagine Abraham, the father, proud of his son, that father-son uh, relationship anyway, but knowing that this is the fulfillment of the promise and the fulfillment of the promise that Abraham would be the father of a great nation lied in Isaac. Now, God is going to test Abraham. He's going to ask Abraham to take his son and sacrifice his son to him to lay the fulfillment of a promise down and sacrifice. We know the 
story fairly well, I'm certain. And as we go through the verse, chapter 22, along the way, Isaac's a pretty sharp guy. Hey, Dad, I see the wood. I see the knife. We even got the fire, but there is one thing missing. Abraham said God will provide himself a lamb. Okay. And Abraham willing to take the life of his son because I believe Abraham had faith in God. I believe Abraham believed that for God to fulfill his promise, I've got to have a son. I believe Abraham believed that God could resurrect his son. But he goes all the way to the point of taking his life and God provides himself a lamb. But I want us to notice faith in the time of testing. Are you with me tonight? Let's look at number one. First, we see that faith in a time of testing obeys when it makes no sense. When you have faith in a time of testing, there's obedience when it makes no sense to obey. Too many Christians obey God as long as it makes sense to them. As long as it doesn't go against logic. As long as it stays within my understanding of the situation, then I will keep my faith. But let it go outside of that. God puts, as I've already mentioned, He puts His people through a time of testing. He puts an individual Christian through a time of testing. He'll put a family through a time of testing. He'll, not, not because he's angry at them. He's proving them. He's wanting to prove their faith. He puts a church through a time of testing. He can put a nation through a time of testing. And in that time of testing, it is important for you and I just to get focused on one word. Are you ready for it? Obey. Obey the word of God. Just obey God. And faith in a time of testing obeys when it doesn't make any sense. Notice that the command of God in this situation seemed contradictory to his promise. Well, if I, well, if I kill my son, then God's promise isn't fulfilled. You're, look at, you're looking at your logic. Well, well, God, I had all these dreams and things that I thought you were going to allow me to do, but, but now I can't do them. Quit depending on your logic and just have faith in the promises of God. Well, well, well Pastor, as, as a church, how, how are we going to fulfill all the things and God's command? And Can you imagine? I've had this on my mind and my heart, how hard it is for a missionary to get to the field. And if things don't get completely back to normal, it's going to be more difficult for us to get a... Well, well, that just seems to work against what God wants us to do. I mean, we can't get out and, and, and campus the neighborhoods right now, and we can't get out and, and, and good night. If I tried to give somebody a, a gospel track in a public place, I'd get sprayed down with Lysol right now. I mean, we can't do all of that. It seems contradictory to the very commands that God has given us to do. What are we to do? Just obey. Just have faith in God. In the time of testing, you're not going to be able to figure it out. 
I'm not going to be able to figure it out. There are all, there's been times in my own life, and certainly in, in the life of, of you as a church, you've come to me and you've said, Pastor, this is what's going on. I don't know what God's doing. And I've had to look at you and say, I don't have an answer. Well, what should I do? Just obey God. Just trust God. Just keep moving forward. Just do what God tells you to do. And if you're going to have faith in the time of a testing, you're going to have to obey when it doesn't make sense. This will also help you discern what it is you're going through. Does it seem like God's contradicting himself? I'm just going to obey because God never contradicts himself. He could have fulfilled that promise no matter when he stopped Abraham. But faith in a time of testing obeys when it makes no sense. See, Abraham had... Trusted God enough times, he had had faith in God enough that he had learned just to obey. I'm so thankful for my upbringing. I'm so thankful that I was taught to just obey. I'm so thankful that when I grew up in this church, I was taught you just obey God. You just obey the word of God. I know I was sheltered and and, and, and I know I was wounded during all those times, but I'm just glad I was taught just to obey. I'm glad I had the training I had. I thank God every day. The older I get and the more I see this world around me, I thank God every day for the training I had as a preacher. The training I had for ministry. I thank God every day. And what was that training? Just obey God. Just have faith in God. And in the time of testing, there's things that do not make sense. And I could testify to you for the rest of our time this evening and go even beyond that time tonight. There have been times in my life when I, did, when I thought everything was, gonna, was taken away and God seemed to be contradicting himself. But no, God was just saying, take the test. Pass the test. And as long as you obey, when it doesn't make sense to you, that faith is what you can hang on to. Number two, faith in times of testing allows God's will to be done in God's way. Let me say that again, and then I want you to listen very carefully to me. Faith in times of testing allows God's will to be done in God's way. I learned this a long time ago, and I remind myself often, it's not Greg's will, it's God's will. And if it's not my will, it's not your will. It's God's will. Oh, too many Christians have made this mistake. They want God's will to be done, but in their way. They want God's will to be done in the way that's convenient to them, in the way that makes sense to them. But when God put Abraham through this test, what Abraham's faith during that time of testing did, it said, God, I'm going to allow you to do your will the way you want to do it. And there have been times, too many times, when Christians have gotten ahead of God I say this often, I say especially to young adults, uh, you, you, you don't need to help God out in finding your spouse. Uh, you don't need to help God out in working out the details in your life. Have faith to let God 
do his will in his way. I don't like what's going on in our nation. I, 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 it, it bothers me. It inconveniences me. It interrupts the plans that I have as a person and as a pastor. But we have got to just step back and say, okay, God, if you're going to put us through this, we'll let you do your will in your way. Seemingly, it's contradictory to, to make the, the, the church be, 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 be restricted in a way. We can't do everything that we want to do, but we just have to have faith in God and just obey God. Sometimes you find yourself in a situation as a Christian, you can't give to the, to the things of God like you'd like to. You don't have the time that you'd like to. God is not limited by time. God is not limited by our finances. God can do his will in his way in a time of testing You've got to let him do his will. Well, most of us would not have that problem, but in his way. Well, young men who want to be in the ministry, who want to pastor, God will have to give you compassion for people. But you can't be picky on how he does it. God will grow the faith of every individual Christian. But you don't get to send in your request for how God does it. In, when God says, I'm going to, just like he said, I'm going to prove Abraham. When he says, I'm going to prove that child of God. I'm going to prove that church. I'm going to prove that nation. And he puts them through a time of testing. We must remember to allow God's will to be done in God's way. Abraham, in this situation, had to say, okay, it's God's will. Uh, he's promised me to make, that he would make me a great a father of a great nation. Isaac is the fulfillment of that promise. And if God's got another way of doing it, I'm just going to let God do it his way. This isn't what I want. I don't want to take the life of my own son. I don't want to, I don't want to lose what I have with him. But I've got to have faith in this time to let God do what he wants to do the way he wants to do it. See, we've been praying for, for a long time for God to bring revival in our nation. And we can't complain when things and circumstances change. It very well may bring about the heart of people to look to God. We've got to be content and have faith in God to obey God and let God do what he wants to do in the way he wants to do it. So key in the, time, in the life of a Christian. Abraham had faith in God. He trusted God. It could only be revealed in this situation. We can say we trust God. And when somebody's going through something, isn't it easy for us to say, oh, just have faith in God. Or hashtag have faith. Isn't that easy? Oh, what? But it's a, lot, it's, it's a little more difficult when the God of heaven looks down like he says, I'm going to test Abraham. He says, I'm going to test and he calls your name. I'm going to test and he calls the name of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. It's a little different. when You have got to just depend on your trust in God. That's why, let me just interject here, that's why you better be building your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One thing, and I'll get to it in just a moment, one thing that is being shown are, are the people who have been built on the Bible, the people who have been built on the word of God. Those are the ones that will be sustained by their faith because you cannot have faith without the Bible. 
Uh, you cannot have faith without the Word of God. And these churches that have built, been built on, been given cotton candy theology, I feel so bad for those people. they got nothing to hang on to. They've got no, their faith has no roots in it because there is no Bible. And that's why, friend, you better stay in the Word of God and allow your, that your faith can be tested when you have faith and trust in God. Number three. This is crucial as well. Faith in times of testing reveals your heart. Faith in times of testing reveals your heart. Let me use a silly illustration to begin this truth. Students coming to take a test they haven't prepared for. They can walk in that classroom with all the bravado in the world. Give it to me. I'm ready. I'm going to ace this. Some of you have no idea what that means. There's never been a point in your life when you felt that confident. No problem. Oh, and I, I, I didn't, did you, well, I stayed up. I didn't stay I'm ready for it. But you know what's going to reveal that? When that pen has to be put to that paper and the right answers have got to go down. Oh, isn't it easy, Christian? I have faith in God. Isn't it easy for the churches in America to say, our, 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 our money, our, our coins, and our, our currency says, in God we trust. That's easy. Now here's the test. And what's going to be revealed, figuratively speaking, is when you put pen to paper. And in the situation of Abraham, and we can parallel that to the life of the Christian today, faith in times of testing reveals what's in your heart, reveals what you're really made of, reveals the faith that you have in your God. When it's easy sailing, when everything is just moving right along, and when things are just wonderful, it is easy to just, just go through the motions and, and say, I believe God, and, 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 and I, I would sacrifice for God when you don't have to. But when God says, time to test this individual, or it's time to test this family, or it's time to test this church, or it's time to test this nation, that's a little bit different story. It reveals what is in the heart of of every man. It reveals what is really the heart of that church. It reveals what is it really the heart of that individual Christian. Uh, j just the other day, it may have even been yesterday, uh, we were watching, my wife and I, we were talking about some of these things that are going on uh, with, with different uh, governors and with different uh, uh, city officials. And Let me just say again, I'm thankful for our governor in the state of Florida. Thankful for him. You ought to pray for him. I'm thankful for our leaders who haven't overreached and have haven't overreacted. I'm thankful for that. But there are some who have, have, have really, have really cracked down on churches. And I'm not going into all of that uh, tonight, but she asked this question. Do you think some of these leaders are just trying to make a name for themselves? And in an instant, I just responded, no, I think what is really in their heart is being revealed. Friend, let me help you tonight. If an elected official doesn't think an unborn baby has a right to life. He doesn't think you have a right to assemble. 
He doesn't care about your constitutional rights. He doesn't care about your rights as a human being. It reveals what's in the heart. Now, here's the test for you and I. I'm not going to give an account for what an elected official does other than whether or not I voted or not. But let me tell you what I am going to give an account of. I'm going to give an account of the love that's still in my heart. I'm going to give an account of the faith that's still in my heart. I'm going to give an account of how much I really believe in God and depend on Him. What is going to be revealed is the faith of the Christian. What is going to be revealed be revealed in the life of an individual Christian is whether or not they really have faith. God has a way of saying, well, let me strip everything away and see what you really believe. And Abraham's heart was revealed in his time of testing. He was willing to take the life of his son. How far are you willing to go for God? Parent, are you really willing to pay any price to rear your children the way they ought to be reared according to the Word of God? Christian, are you really willing to fight any battle? Church, are we really willing to face any consequence? We've faced many battles in the past. Are we willing pass those tests and let our heart be revealed let me tell you why the Emmanuel Baptist Church is where the Emmanuel Baptist Church is today let me tell you why I believe the hand of God is on the Emmanuel Baptist Church let me tell you why I believe greater opportunities are available for us because when tests came the hearts of the people were revealed the character of the people was revealed the faith in the Word of God it has been revealed that's what God does in time of testing. I believe in the, in, in, in the lives of, of Christians. Uh, it is being revealed what is really in their heart. In the lives of preachers and pastors is being revealed what is really in their heart. In the lives of churches in general is being revealed what is really in their heart. Number four, finally. Faith in times of testing receives blessings because of obedience. Faith in times of testing receives blessings because of obedience. We see in the same chapters, chapter 22, we read all the way through verse 14 where the lamb, the ram is provided. And we see in verse number 18... The angel speaks, is speaking to Abraham. He says in verse 18, And in thy seed shall all the nations of earth be blessed. Because. What are the significance of that word because? Uh, the reason. Because. In reference to this. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. And your seed, Abraham, will be all nations because when I tested you, you obeyed. When I tested you, you just said, yes, Lord. When I tested you, when I put you in a situation that you couldn't logic out of, 
you couldn't explain. It even seemed contradictory. You just obeyed. Let me tell you where blessings come from. Obedience. Obedience. We must obey God. You say, Pastor, during this time that we're facing as a nation, what are we going to do? We're going to obey God. What am I supposed to do as a Christian? Obey God. Well, Pastor, I, I, my finances are such and this and that. And should I stop tithing? No, you obey God. Your 10% might be less because you're not making as much, but you obey God. Well, Pastor, during this time, no, you just obey God. Many of our people tonight suffer with illnesses and sickness and disease. And sometimes it's difficult and situations that they never thought would happen. They face burdens and trials and obstacles they never thought they would face. How are they going to get through it? God will get you through it with your faith, but he'll bless you in the process. The scripture is very clear. He says, because you obeyed, this is going to take place. I haven't lived as long as some, but I've lived long enough, and I've lived enough life to know that it just pays to obey God. You know when your mindset is that I don't have to know why, I just have to obey, life gets pretty simple. When the mindset is, I, I, I don't have to know how, I just have to obey, life gets simpler. I don't have to know why, but I don't have to know how. I don't know have the reason behind everything. I just have to keep my faith in the one who does know all, the one who can do all. I just have to keep my faith in him. And if God looks down and says, I want to test Greg Neal, I want to pass that test. And here's the, here's the great thing about tests. Here's the great thing about God when he tests us. They're not easy. They're complicated. But he tells you how to pass every time. You just keep your faith in me. You just obey me. You just trust me. You keep your eyes on me. You just follow directions and do what I tell you to do, and you'll pass the test, and you'll be blessed because of obedience. I wonder how many preachers today would like to have more power, have more influence with the gospel, but they're not willing to take the test in their faith to get them to that next place. I wonder how many fathers and mothers would like to have a greater faith and be closer to God and for God to use them and to use their home to, to, to a greater ability for the cause of Christ, but yet they're not willing to keep their faith in God during the testing. I wonder how many young men and young ladies God would use in a great way. God would give them the desires of their heart. God would give them the blessings and God would give them the joy of life if they would just keep their eyes on him and just be willing to pass the test and keep their faith in the time of testing. As a nation, God would continue to bless. God would bless in greater ways if we would just obey. We can talk about revival all we want. But until Christians start obeying this book, it's not going to happen. As far as our nation's concerned. We can have the blessings of God. You can have the blessings of God. Well, I don't know if we're being chastised or tested or both. But I know this. 
We keep our eyes on God. Keep our faith in Him. We, we all understand, I think most of us understand sports analogies. If you don't understand this, I think you will after I, I do. But mo- a lot of you understand this. There's a lot of football players that look good in that uniform. They fill it out. But they couldn't block an 85-year-old teenage girl. But they look good in the uniform. Or you get a guy who can throw a football 75 yards. Man, he's got an arm like nobody else has. But you tell him to hit a certain receiver doing a certain route, and he's not even close. What am I saying? It's a lot easier when nobody's rushing you. It's a lot easier when there's nobody trying to take your head off. It's a lot easier when there's nobody guarding the guy that you're trying to throw to. But let's, let's see how you do in some live action. There's a lot of Christians that, oh, it seems easy. And, oh, things are well, and God is blessing. Then the test comes. A lot of times, sadly, Christians say, I'm not taking that test. I'm happy in the third grade spiritually. Now, in order for you to keep advancing in your studies in school, you've got to take that test and pass it. No, no thanks. I'm happy being here. You know how silly 45-year-old man would look in a third grade class? How silly was that, Billy? (laughs) You know how silly that would look? I don't know. I wonder how silly it looks for a Christian who's been saved for 25 years, but spiritually speaking, still in the third grade. Because when the time of testing comes, the time of when I don't have all the answers, is this making sense tonight? I've just got to obey. I've just got to obey. I was blessed earlier, and I'll close this illustration with the group that sang just a few moments ago. They've been singing together for a long time. And I was thinking, uh, all of them now are married except for Daniel. He slipped out for the children's service, didn't he? Good. I can say whatever I want. Get busy, Daniel. Let's go. Um, but I, I, I thought of everything in, in those adults. They're not, well, they're still young adults, I guess, in their lives. I recall counsel with every single one of them at some point. And that counsel involved, I know you can't see it. I know you're frustrated by it. But you've just got to trust God. A lot of times, Christian, before he gives you what he wants you to have, before he gives you what you want to have, he holds it back just to see if you'll trust him. Just to see if he can test that faith and you'll have faith 
in God. I believe that's true in the life of Christians generally. I believe it's true in the life of churches. I believe it's true in the life of God's people. Tonight, whatever the test is in your life, whatever you face today, or whatever you face in the future, I hope your mind will go back to Abraham. When God said, I've got to tempt him. God said he's going to test him and try that faith. Abraham passed. And today he's referred to as Father Abraham because he obeyed God. I wonder the difference you could make, Christian, for the cause of Christ because you just obeyed God. May that be our mindset tonight. Father, 